I think I need to increase the font because I can't read this. It's I so can, small. You've been drinking. Well, you've been drinking. I can start seven with margaritas. It. Good evening and welcome to the final episode for the first, first of all, season of First three. of all, it was not seven <laughs> margaritas. It was three margaritas. Or no, like no, no. I used to say trace margaritas. Bullshit. You, you every time you fill it, that's a new margarita. No. Would you agree? In, Wrong. Okay, can I ask you a question? Just yeah. yes or no. Did a margarita cup glass, did a margarita glass get filled up each time that you took a, a pour from your I, shaker? I would suggest that it wasn't a margarita glass. It was like a, a it vessel was a to get. Yeah, it was, it was very, a very small. Something, something dark side. Something, something. How do you bring that on your phone? Unlimited you power. You can't bring no notes on this. Hold on one second. If you're doing that. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember what I just saw because I was like crying my eyes out. Well, good really. evening and welcome to the final episode of the first season of Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections and one who tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which. But for now, my name is Sean and with me are my co-hosts, <laughs> Jeremiah. Dockside. <laughs> Eddie, what's going on? And Brandon. Can we all agree that the B wing is the ugliest plane, <laughs> spaceship, spacecraft in all of Star Wars? World? I mean, you would think that like Loot's plane is a little bit cleaner after it's been in the water so long. Like, it, like I would think it would be more corroded, but it doesn't matter. Mm. But the B wing is the stupidest looking. With every review, we let you know how many drinks it takes to get through each movie selection at the end of the podcast we'll rate the movie based on a scale of zero to five zero is a perfect film which you can watch stone cold sober and five is a terrible film that you have to be blackout drunk on blue milk to enjoy So like point break don't dog on the ah. yeah, God, we couldn't get it through like the last episode of the season did we? <laughs> in addition to is our review, the last episode yeah. yeah we generally pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience we invite you now to shake stir or mix the cocktail that we've chosen and settle in for what we hope will be an engaging review for legal reasons we don't condone or encourage anyone under the age of 21 to drink along with us and of course because we live in a ridiculous society where people are stupid stupid so stupid, stupid. nerf herder <laughs> Who's scruffy looking? We must ask you please not to drink and drive if you're piloting spaceships or the Millennium Falcon. With that, what movie do we have this evening, Brandon? Well, tonight we literally, literally all just went to the theater to see Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. This film is the... Col- <laughs> you can't spell it all, can you? I can't spell it all. Well, my... <laughs> <laughs> Let me try to read this as it is. Well, this film is the culmination... <laughs> Hey, I, at least I can read. Can I try this again? <laughs> this, this film is the... This is what we're going to do to Star Wars, huh? This Sorry. film is the culmination of a 30-year 30, 30 journey through the saga of the Skywalker line in a galaxy far, far away. Pursued by the First Order under the control of Kylo Ren, the Resistance have yet again fought against the reach of tyranny and hatred in the universe. The film stars Daisy Ridley, Oscar Isaac... Mark Hamill, and the late, the great, the one and only, Carrie Fisher. Cheers. Ah, one for the princess. One for the princess. As we mentioned, with each movie, we try to pair the tone, feel, and overall impact of the story with a cocktail. For instance, when we watch a Bond movie, we pair it with a vodka martini, shaken, not stirred, with a lemon pill. Sometimes the drink will be referenced directly in the film, and other times the drink will simply be inspired by the film. 
tonight since our this is our first official wait what the fuck i'm sorry does it say that yes can we read it and get rid of it for fuck's sake you've read that everything there is a collimination <laughs> happening here everybody this is not our first christmas movie anymore <laughs> This is our last Christmas I'm movie. I'm sorry, okay? I don't I'm know what sorry. to say. What am I supposed to say? Uh, just <laughs> Line, line, <laughs> line. This is our first Star Wars movie. About, uh, yes. Because, yes, it's yes, our first yeah. Star, Star Wars, Wars movie. movie. Okay. As we mentioned, with each movie, we try to... You don't to have to go for the whole thing. Start, start with a new sentence. He's going to leave it in so people know that I'm a moron. <laughs> Elimination. <laughs> all this shit yes. in the script every time. Oh, the people uh, are going to know we read off a script, Jeremy. All right. Well, sometimes... <laughs> All right, guys. All right. We got a great production here, guys. (laughs) Tonight, since this is our first Star Wars official movie, uh, Jeremiah has offered to pit the cocktail. Have you, Jeremiah? Yes. Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight's cocktail. No, I'm going to do that. Tonight's cocktail is the blue milk of Tatooine. Like Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen watching two sunsets across the desert, this drink is the perfect pairing for any evening. To make this drink, you need coconut rum, what is this? Carousel, blue carousel. Blue carousel, Amaretto. milk and cream, and what else? Amaretto. And, oh, what? Amaretto. Amaretto. Yeah, you got that right there. It should be served in a Collins glass over ice. Enjoy with the best swingman before taking on the Death Star. <laughs> just, <laughs> a regu- <laughs> just, just a regular glass. That was tough. Just a regular glass. I think we need to go ahead and say that uh, we went to a full bar theater. <laughs> yes, yes. Hmm, there was a Jack and Coke slushie. And it that was, was so it. fucking good. It was actually good. Really good. Okay. Uh, and why don't you guys take us through uh, the review, Brandon? Okay. To give a little background on our selection process for this first season or the end of this first season, we'll be reviewing movies that are important to each one of us. And I think there is not a movie or a movie series like Star Wars that is more important to each one of us. Agreed. These Absolutely. are the movies that we feel have in some way shaped how stories have been told throughout time and even how they're going to be told in the future on screen. So we won't be talking about the movie straight through. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm playing what around. What voice is that? Is, are you trying to be Emperor? Darth Sidious, <laughs> Emperor Palpatine. Emperor's or Emperor Snoke? <laughs> you will die! <laughs> so we won't be talking about the movie straight through. Instead, we'll let our conversations flow naturally. That said, we'll be touching on different film aspects, including plot, characters, direction, music, cinematography, cinematography, <laughs> and anything else that might come up. All right, gentlemen. So I think we need to preface this podcast a little by saying, number one, we are going to spoil the shit out of shit Star Wars. out of it. So if you don't want to... Shit out of the spoil. Uh, Han Solo's dead, by the if way. You <laughs> if you haven't watched the well, movie, I, and if you don't want to hear any spoilers... You should not watch it. So and Iron just, Man dies, too, I think. Yeah, we just... <laughs> We just got out of the theater less than an hour ago. We uh, waited in line. No, we didn't. We we literally yeah. This time we played not smart. that many people. <laughs> yeah, we got assigned seats. It was fantastic. So. <laughs> It was anyway, kind of, I was kind of sad about that. I know. So as I we know, as right? we said in a previous podcast, this is kind of a tradition that we've done since The Force Awakens in 2015. So we had a total of nine people go and see this movie with us. And uh, so our, I will say that our, our opinions are probably a little jaded because we just came off of kind of a, a very exciting evening uh, full of alcohol and friends and the closing of what I hope is the the prime directive of our mandate, which is to to review movies that impact cinema in a way that uh, is lasting and forever. And I think regardless of how anyone feels about this movie, this is a movie that will impact cinema forever. I think cinematographically it definitely (laughs) (laughs) holds its own uh, from episode four to all the way to episode one. I mean, if we're we're looking at this versus Point Break, I think that we can agree. Cinematographically, I would agree. How is that fucking possible that you bring Star Wars to Point Break? There's no... But seriously... Since we're, since we're kind of on the, on the subject, 
Um, I think that one of the one of the hidden gems about this movie, episode nine, is that we have so many little cameos that we didn't even know. Brian Cox, always great, <laughs> was not one of the characters that should have. But I'm, I'm think thinking he, he would have been great. Or something he would have like been great, isn't he? He's always great. All right, so turn um, off turn off the podcast and go watch the movie if you haven't seen it. But uh, we're going to give you a, a, a second here, and we're going to jump into Rise of Skywalker. They're all dead. They're on the island. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Monaghan. It was so nice to see him again. Like JJ, like JJ's okay. like reunion. <laughs> Palpatine's granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Who saw start, that one coming? Let's start. I think no, instead Palpatine's of I know instead of instead of ruin it from the very beginning. <laughs> just imagine Christmas at the Palpatine house. <laughs> Palpatine house. You what did you get? I like lightning. We're not coming over more. No more, Dad. I, I don't like the way this is turning. And your father. Well, you know what? I wonder if they have a microwave. What did you get me? Absolute power. Bring over Ray more often. No, Dad. <laughs> All right. So I think I mean I don't have I don't have the uh, normal I think Wikipedia just, version. So I'm just going to kind of go through it well, as best as I can remember, and you guys can correct me as I go. Yeah. So let's talk about the first half of this movie, the first quarter of this movie, which I think mm-hmm. um, is really important for fans to understand that this. To me, at least, felt like J.J. Abrams was trying to fix all the problems <laughs> with The Last Jedi. Like, he spent 25 or 30 minutes quickly wrapping up little story ends and and really fixing a, all the shit fire that happened. In, in, and I know, Jeremy, you love The Last Jedi. But no, no, I don't love. I <laughs> just appreciate God, it. God, no, <laughs> I appreciate it. I forget about that one, especially after this. No, I think that he was, yeah, he was setting up a whole new movie, a whole new direction. I mean, um, the fact that it was clustered, it was you know just scattered all over the place. Uh, every scene was about what twelve if, seconds if, long. If it felt, seemed so jam packed. Yeah, it felt like it, really it was uh, almost like the cliff notes of uh, getting you into the story. Like the first, um, the first scene, for instance, is 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 Kylo Ren. And he's in search of something you don't know what he's in search of, and, and he's on this. Yeah, he's on this planet. planet. Yeah. He's he's beating up a lot of people with his lightsaber. Um, Brandon, do you have any, anything to names. say particularly about the way he held his lightsaber? Well, one thing I notice <laughs> is that he obviously did not pass his his uh, lightsaber safety course because. He should have lost a hip, at least uh, his at least. his wrist. Yeah, his, guy, he he should have cut skills, his hand off man. about he's seven times. Dark side I skills. I don't know if he remembers that he's got a hilt on that thing, <laughs> but he's basically whipping it like like he's like like he's Norman Bates going after <laughs> Marion Crane. No, he looks really like what he was doing. He looks like Lassimo Heekin. Like, he that's what he was doing. He was like trying to. Well, I, I don't that have was anything. A cool up way how they introduce oh. the whole like the, this particular type of the story. You're like, whoa, okay, so it's just going to go right into this right here. You know that he's searching for. This, I felt like it was like a horror crux or something like that from like Harry yes, Potter, you know? Totally like it, it had like a Harry Potter vibe to it. I actually got like an Indiana Jones vibe where yes. Indiana Jones uh, in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, you never got be able, were able to catch your breath. Every scene led to the next scene, led to the next scene, and you never really you never really dwelled on what had happened because you didn't have time. You just kept moving. And I think this movie does that pretty well in the first 25 minutes, even if it does have some glaring issues that... You know, it, it yeah, overcomes, pa- but it definitely, sure. definitely pacing issues. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed how once he got that. So basically, it was a it was a triangular shaped yeah. uh, computer 
Sith. Yeah, it was it was a it it was kind of like a, what, a locator. What they were searching tracker, for yeah. in Force Awakens and yeah. La, La, what, Last Luke, Jedi. What Luke Skywalker, what Luke Skywalker had, which is is how to get to the Sith. That's what was really what was. cool that JJ brought that in you know, that story. You know, like hey, yeah, he was searching for the you know Skywalker. The, yeah, Skywalker yeah. searching with that part of like the Sith and everything like so it that. It makes you think like okay, Skywalker knew that maybe there was something else out there. Luke Skywalker was thinking something that was, was he was looking for. It, so obviously he knew that. Palpatine was still alive. Well, see, and that's that's what I feel find so disappointing about the first quarter of this movie is that I would have loved to see Luke searching for Palpatine. I think that would have been an incredible series in and of itself, and we didn't get any of that. Well, I don't think we got any, anything of it because of the Last Jedi, like you said, like JJ had to like, okay, how am I going to just completely take from what this fucking movie did? I have to somehow like bring it to this way so we can actually have some type of a story. I believe. I wonder if. You know, there was actually an end goal that they all talked about before Ryan Johnson got to it. And they said, hey, this is where we want to go. We want to bring back Palpatine. We want to have this be, you know, his granddaughter. I, see, I, I have a feeling that I, no. I don't think so either, which to me is really surprising. But at the same time, you see it here. And that's one of the, the issues here. And I think the major issues in this movie stem from episode eight. I really think that, Yeah. And I will say this. I think J.J. Uh, Abrams is going to get flack for this one. I know he is. I know he already has. It's unwarranted. What he did with the story, getting it to a, a workable script with the death of Carrie Fisher, with the shit show that was Last Jedi, getting it to here and then finishing out the story was nothing short of magical. It was a Hail Mary that, that was a touchdown. And it was a good movie. Like, I mean, it was, I don't mean this jokingly, but cinematographically, it was really well done. I mean, the shots were great. The, the, oh, the, score, the pacing, was the score was great. Oh, the pacing off, after 30-minute yeah. yes, mark, yeah. I thought was beautiful. The pacing, like, yeah. sorry. Oh, sorry. I like how instantly, I mean, we're gonna talk, still talking about that, but I was going to say how you go into uh, the Sith lair, you know, the, the temple of the Sith. Which is like, really cool. I, it made you think like, okay, this is like, it was a secret planet that's off the charts and it had like, okay, this is like, this is home base. This is where the Emperor's been laying and all the Siths are like, just like, they die and they come here almost in a way. And, and you've had, you kind of had this um, Palpatine character, which was revealed Immediately. Immediately, which is really kind of fun because you knew he was back from the trailer. They didn't really explain how he came back, and it didn't really matter. Wait, wait. They did explain how. <sighs> you knew, basically, that he you knew was he could cheat Sith death. Lords, but you also reincarnated. Knew, yeah, in his you knew in the past form. that he could. He found a way to survive. He cheated death. He cheated death, and he found a way to survive from death. And he explained. If you don't mind me, I don't mean to interrupt. But no, he no. explained it on episode three, right, when he was talking to Anakin. And he actually used almost exactly the same words as he used in episode three when he said, uh, "The dark side is a path to many things that the uh, Jedi would consider unnatural." So he had. It's almost like he had done what Voldemort had done in the Harry Potter series, which is protected himself from dying. That's what I got. Yeah, from it. exactly. Yes. Um, and once again, I will say this i don't think it matters it doesn't it's not a sticking point that's what jj i remember reading and i said i don't care what you know i'm bringing them back and it's just and we have to roll with it right yeah, we're away. just gonna roll yeah. and that's what i felt like this movie did a lot was okay we're just going to assume facts uh, in in law it's called assuming facts and evidence you just kind of run with 
what you got and whatever you whatever you get at the end is what you got and if people don't buy it you you just you ask for their forgiveness and you just keep going and, i mean talking about i mean i hate to just keep bashing episode eight though we could have a whole stop me, bashing that uh, movie a, a, a podcast just of bashing episode that eight. casino scene fucking but, bro that right, fucking it, scene that, okay, Leia yeah, in space fuck you lying <laughs> no one of the, the two of the things that i think that uh, well at least one thing i know that a lot of people were, were frustrated about was the character of rose um and the fact that we lost her for pretty much this whole movie she was there but she was in the background uh that, that was, was the perfect amount of rose i was honestly it might, <laughs> might might have been three scenes too many um for me but benicio del toro i mean when he just kind of showed up in, in episode eight and then disappears right i mean i was yeah. honestly waiting for him to show up again and he didn't which to me just proves that that jj abrams was basically saying well, we supported Ryan Johnson on paper and on the media when it came out, but God damn it, he just he kind of ruined it. But in all fairness, I think that let's say in a perfect world we had another hour in this movie, which I think we could have had. Uh, we, not fans wouldn't have sat through it in theaters, but in my perfect world, this is you know this is the one you split into two. Oh yeah, that would have been pretty crazy. You could have had something like Lando going and trying to uh, get recruit. people to recruit, you know, getting people to come out, and Benicio del Toro could have been the tipping factor there, and you could have brought him back in. And I feel like that would have been a natural place to put him in, but you didn't have enough time. He didn't have enough time. So, so that. it's also the galaxy. You have to understand, like, there's so many characters in the Star Wars galaxy. So there's, yeah. it, there's too many stories to keep running off and off. There's I mean, if, if he's the star of one, then there's, there's five so, others yeah. you could roll with real fast. There's so many. Yeah. There's just so it's so dense. All right, so Kylo Ren, like we say, we, he goes to the Sith Temple. He meets with Palpatine, Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious gives him one directive to kill the girl. Mm -hmm. And even from the outset of the movie, you kind of got the idea that Kylo Ren was not going to serve another master. He was done. Snoke was his uh, mentor after Luke, and after after he killed Snoke, he ain't going under the yoke of someone else. So let me help. Let me let me just make sure that I caught this because I was just a, a um, just so much emotions going through this fucking yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, so Snoke was somewhat of a clone or some type of a thing that. Palpatine created. So that's the, what the vibe because if remember you going look, into the yeah, if you look shit? at the lair, there's a, a, a tube or I don't know how you consider it. It's a like a cryogenic tube that um, aliens, uh, almost like that Luke was in during Empire Strikes Back, and you actually saw three heads of Snoke, like yeah. as though he was a failed clone of yes. of. And I think that once again, it doesn't matter. That's how what, they yeah. made the connections. It matters that the connections That's were there. That's cool because I mean he was jacked up in the face. I mean he was not a perfect mold. It kind of uh, I think it works out. Yeah, yeah. it works out good. <clears throat> so uh, after you get to the lair, you go back to uh, kind what? of a training session with between Ray and Leia. We also offered uh, Palpatine. I was gonna say offered uh, Clio Ren pretty much like the final. The universe. It's yeah. called the Final Order. Right. Yeah, and exactly. this, he, he busted all these ships out of nowhere, which just made everyone just like their jaws drop. Like, oh my god, this is like the real deal. And like. Palpatine that, looked fucking great. He looked good. He looked yeah. so. Well, I like that he was blind. I like yeah. that he was beat on up that a little rigging. bit. Beat I, up. I love the fact that he was shown only in strobe lighting. And so we only got no, but no, but seriously, that was actually a serious statement. In the fact that we, you could never just be comfortable just looking at him. He's always it in was the dark, always and, shadowy, yeah. and it was always changing. And that's kind of classic JJ. JJ loves to hide things from his audience, and I think one of the things that he liked what he hid in this movie is um, you didn't really get to see the strength of Palpatine until the very end, when he's when he took the Force from oh yeah, uh, Kylo yeah. and from Daisy. So from there. 
Poe and Finn were like on some type of a mission to get some secret, you know, like a code or like, you know, getting from the spy or something right. like that. Sorry, I forgot about that. So, yeah, Poe and, and Finn are on in the Millennium Falcon with Chewie and they are going to get a, uh, a message from an insider, a traitor within the First Order that's going to give them information about whatever's going on in the First Order so they can defeat What'd them. What do you think about them, their, their characters, actually? Because I actually really po? enjoy their fucking characters. Like, you know, they're, you know, I guess their connection with each other and everything like that, you know? It made this like they had like this brotherhood that you just saw like they they just been through battle together and it's just like they these two little uh, I don't know, I won't say little but these two guys who you know uh, even like uh, Princess Leia or you know General Leia she, you know they were like the outsiders but they were always just like connected to the First Order not no well connected to the Resistance I mean yeah and like but like Poe and what was uh, Finn Finn. Like they just had this like brotherhood that just saw that you know what they're they're gonna fight no matter what they're 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 going with Ray till the very end. See, and I felt like their relationship was forced from the very beginning from the Force Awakens when they met, and then it really didn't do much in the Last Jedi. Yeah, I liked him in this movie compared to the back. To, I think the he back, was the movie, Yes, yeah, for sure. And I felt like he had more of a he stood up more of a role, and he had better. He had a, he had a better plot for his character. Well, and there was certainly this feeling of handing off, like that the older generation of of the characters and in the Star Wars franchise were handing off, yeah, kind of the the whole the meat of the story to the new generation more than any other movie in the series so far. And of these, there was last a lot three. of passing on the torch and everything regarding to characters and like their roles and whatnot. You know, to the point at the end of the movie. Not getting back into me, but all three of them were major like characters of like actually winning the whole you know the battle. I right. like how they were playing. Uh, what's the chess game with Chewie? Yeah, uh, yeah that, that, that brought but, but a lot. Of, <laughs> that was a nice throwback. For sure. throwback. There's yeah. a lot of throwbacks when you there think about it. Yeah. yeah, and you did have this semblance of or this feeling that this was the last movie because they started. Uh, to me, they pumped up C-3PO quite a bit. They pumped up... Uh, they actually d- diminished R2-D2's yeah. role quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But they gave kind of really good send-offs to the characters you really liked. Like yes. that weird um, uh, uh, fish-faced person uh, who I don't... I'm terrible at, at names. The ones always with Lando. He was the co-pilot. Co-pilot for, for Lando. For Lando, Lando. In, in Return of the Jedi. He looked pretty old in this movie. He did. <laughs> <laughs> but they gave him kind of a nice little send-off even though they killed him. You had... Um, to me, you had Akbar's. Uh, you know, squiddling children, kind of continuing his his resistance, and you also had kind of a washing away. I felt like of all the old ships and all the old. It, it just felt like all the old Star Wars stuff that we loved when we were kids was getting destroyed and being replaced, not with something new necessarily, but almost mm-hmm. like integrated new and old. Yeah, yeah, it just did a good job in integrating. I yeah. guess that's that's the word, the perfect. So, word. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but was this the first time in? however many movies now we got with Storm, stormtroopers that they actually hit something yeah they, they hit quite <laughs> they a hit, bit they hit poe and right. there was a ton of different right? stormtroopers by the way did right. you right. notice that red ones and they again. fly yeah i'm not gonna say that <laughs> i like that one uh but you know what? it's better than they, a pod rock they had pod jet race, that's all I'm saying. they had jet packs. they, they did have jet packs. but again you okay so you had some fun little new things and one of the members of our 10 person group that went to see this movie were like well get rid of the comedy and it the comedy no, makes I like it. The comedy. I think the comedy was important. 
So uh, let me let me let me catch okay. up on the cool. story a little bit. So we've got uh, the Sith Temple, then we've got Finn and Poe on the Millennium Falcon going to get the message, mm-hmm. and then we come back to Ray and Leia. Ray is training to become a Jedi, and I did not. Once again, the pacing of the first half of or first quarter of this movie is terrible. But you have this weird scenario where Leia is training Ray, and I'm like, Leia wasn't a Jedi. Leia didn't go through training. And one of the things that I think J.J. Abrams did more amazing, beautifully than amazing, anything, yo. that was fucking great, was fill in the backstory of Luke and Leia and yes. how Luke trained her to be a Jedi, and that she willfully gave up her training because she knew that somebody else was going to have to take her place because she was going to have to either save her son, which I believe she always knew that she was going to have to sacrifice herself to save her son, which I need to talk about, which we need to talk about. But it was, I mean, to think that she had this premonition that she, that this moment was coming and that's why she didn't pursue being a Jedi is to me, the definition of motherly love. That's like, that's, that means everything. Also no, she also knew the story of Ray. You found yeah. out, which yeah. was kind of cool, and she was like, "Hey, you know what? It's what's inside you. It's not what what's your last name. It's but it's of your all soul. people, she had hope for Kylo too. She yeah, she course. held out the hope that Kylo was going to be yeah, good. But that's the Is that of, maybe her premonition, her knowledge of the future, and that she knew that he was going to eventually turn? Maybe. Um, and technically, I thought that the you know it's just a, a, a quick little shot of the training, but to see young Luke and young Leia just for that split second was to me. Beautiful. It was just. It was just brought it all together. I right? got teary eyed. I got a lot of. Te- you know, it's you know the movie. I got teary eyed a lot during that movie. Mm-hmm. During this movie, he was trying. You know, a lot. Oh, dude, you were looking at me just like I was like, dude, bro, Why stop are you looking. Crying. At me. That was twenty minutes ago. We're all gonna agree that this wasn't the greatest Star Wars movie of all time. This wasn't even the greatest movie of all time. But it, I think, it serviced the franchise in a way that was mm, emotionally satisfying. Yeah, so I have to agree with you on that. You were saying Jeremiah when she was training. You you even like leaned over. You said, "Oh, like Empire Strikes Back." It did feel that. Yeah. Like, it felt like they were on Dagobah. Yeah, there was a lot of like, kind of like her, like you know, because she was doing like the whole levitation of the rocks, just like what Luke was doing back in Empire Strikes Back. You know, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of Empire Strikes Back. And even when she had that that situation where she, um, I'm jumping a little ahead in the movie, and then when she was in the Death Star and she actually faces herself, just like what Luke did mm-hmm. with Darth Vader. You know, that was such a cool throwback, and you're like. Oh, God, I was loving it. I was eating that up. Well, and one of the things that I think J.J. did very well is that he set up the idea that she was going to connect with Luke. You knew it was coming. She tried to do it a couple of times. She knew she be with me. She was waiting for them to come. And they that's the whole premise of the movie is that she opened herself up enough to see all the Jedi, not just Luke, but all the Jedi, which is something no Jedi has ever been able to do. Even healing, like I, I read mm, in yes. comments, like have the power of healing. There's not many Jedi's have mastered that power. I well, read, so clearly Kylo couldn't do it. <laughs> well, not well. Let, we're jumping ahead, way ahead. But overall, like, so she has this power that she mastered. Right? She opened up to all the Jedi power, and it, it it was she's been just because you don't hear him. She was like getting frustrated, but she was still. You know, it was in it was within her soul. Yeah. So, a question I want to throw out now, and then we're gonna I think we'll answer it later. But I want to kind of stew is is Ray the the chosen Skywalker that we've heard about the whole time, not by blood, but the fact that she is Skywalker at the end of the movie. Which, we're gonna get say, there. Is, are you asking is she the chosen is she Jedi? The chosen, well, I think she's she's the chosen Jedi. But remember, it's always been you know Skywalker blood or Skywalker. 
is going to be the chosen one. See, I, I think that that's not. I don't think that the word, the name Skywalker is synonymous with the chosen one. I agree because you you look at Shimi Skywalker. Okay, she mm-hmm. was impregnated probably by the Emperor. We can yeah, probably yeah. assume. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And her line became Darth Vader. Yep. So the fact that actual Skywalkers destroyed the Force and a non-Skywalker saved the Force, to me, it's almost like the Skywalker name is synonymous with being involved, not necessarily one or the other, one party or so the other. So then we say that she has always been the chosen one. She's the, she's the, the, the Neo? I would say, yeah. I, would I say think she has it was to be. always mapped out for her to be this the chosen one. I think because she she had this out. power untrained, and who better? And I, I know we're jumping around, but who better to show her that fear is not the way to shape your your whole training than Luke, who had nothing but fear. He had fear of leaving his family. He had fear of facing the Empire. He had fear of 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 being a good enough pilot to destroy you know the Death Star. Finally, he overcame his fear and saved his father. And then as soon as that happened, he went right back to being afraid that he couldn't train the next order of Jedi, that Kylo Ren was going to turn on him. I mean, he, he ruled his life was ruled by fear. Who better to be the mentor to the person who had to overcome yeah, fear than Luke Skywalker? Yeah. Learn, learn from my mistakes. Right. For sure. And that's I mean, that's basically what Yoda said to him. And this is one of the parts of Last Jedi that I thought were really good was the conversation between Yoda and and Luke, which was get over yourself. You're not that good. You're not, you, you don't have to be good. It's actually your failures that make you what you need to be. Yeah. So I, I just thought the messaging was really good. Yeah. I thought the, I mean, honestly, I don't mean to keep harping on JJ, but the storyline to, to what he did with the shitstorm that was The Last Jedi to make this a meaningful movie was nothing short of marvelous. It flowed really good. It really did. It and really I love that scene, you know, when we went to, like, going to the desert, you know, and everything. I think it was really cool when you had Kylo and and Rey facing each other. Like, I, my mouth literally dropped when she, they were both, like, using the Force to pull that shit. Yes. Time out. Back up a little bit. Yeah. Which, how about, okay. the, way, oh, how about so, the Knights I mean, of Ren? You know, can't we talk about... Well, we had to get a chance. We, to, but we, the Knights we, of Ren were before that. Let me catch up. Let me catch up well, on just, plot. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, I mean, I'm not talking about because we're all going back and forth. Oh, yeah. we're going yeah. No, I would, I would agree. And I think that that was such an amazing moment when she uses the lightning, which, of course, is, is complete Palpatine. Yeah. yeah. Sith. Um, I mean, to me, that's when I think, at least for me, I was like... There's our answer right there. Yes. Um, but she sees the destructive power she has. And that to me, with the both of them vying for that power in that moment, beautiful. See, and I feel like she's not afraid of it. She just doesn't. She knows she shouldn't use it. And there's the difference. Or she doesn't know how to control it quite yet. Yeah. She, yeah. she didn't know she had she it. She was pretty devastated. I, I feel like she, she didn't even know she had it. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like she didn't even know she had it. And that's when she, when she saw what she could do. She saw that she had power inside of her that were what that was untampered with uncontrolled that mm-hmm. dealt possibly with the dark side that she knew deep down the side that maybe i'm related to something not on the good yeah on the, but the bad right. and then solo yeah. ben solo plyo ran he's like hey, kylo. D- kylo but he realized also <laughs> like kylo kylo, 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 kylo. <laughs> but he realized too like okay she's a lot stronger than i am right now i so. think so yeah, yeah but like overall he to mentally he won her on the mental fell game. In love with her a little bit. I think. So. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me catch you up on plot a little bit. So we've got Luke and uh, excuse me, Leia and and uh, Ray training. Um, the Poe and Finn have come back in the Millennium Falcon with the message from the Resistance that there is or the the traitor with.
with among the First Order that there is an issue at this hidden place, and this hidden place is the home of the Sith, and they have this huge uh, fleet, and that Ray, Poe, and Finn basically have to take the Millennium Falcon and go find um, the the way to get to this unknown hidden space place. Right, which very, very Indiana Jones, I thought. Yeah. Um, and that, to me, led to one of... I, I think this is, to me, the turning point of this movie, which is their throwback to Return of the Jedi with the uh, the speeder bike race. I, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you guys got that same vibe as from soon as the they got motorcycle the, thing. As soon as they got to that dust planet, mm-hmm. it was very Tatooine-y. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then I feel like J.J. went, okay... I have my story. story. Now let's just go. I fixed all the problems. And it was so evident to me that he kind of went, okay, now let's make it cool. Mm -hmm. Now let's do visual things that bring all the great part about Star Wars back. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm the only one. No, including to me, I mean, the the, the first sneak peek that we got of this one was that scene in the desert Mm -hmm. where Ray backflips over over the TIE fighter. Which. Everyone was wondering what was going to happen. To see it on the screen and and see how it works into the whole plot, to me, that was when I said, yeah, it's it's that breath of fresh air of, okay, he's got it. Let's enjoy it. So they're on this dust planet. They're looking for the triangle device that is going to lead them to the Sith. And uh, she finds it in in the book, by the way, that was left um, on the Millennium Falcon in Last Jedi. A little nugget there, so a little tie-in. But uh, one of the things that I think is super important is that we have the introduction of an old friend, Lando Calrissian. And Lando, you're shaking your head. Yeah. No, I mean, <clears throat> I love Lando. I think Lando is one of, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite characters of all time. I think Billy D did not age well as a character. <laughs> <laughs> He, I thought he's been, he was, he's been <laughs> telephoning this shit in from a cell phone across the world. He's been stuck on the sand planet for the past like 40 <laughs> I mean, years. I, I, I love Billy D. I love Lando. But when I watched <laughs> Billy D. playing Lando in this movie, I was just like, no. But I love the connection to the story that he was working with Luke to actually get that. Oh, I love that. You know, and I was like, oh, that's bitching. Like, God, he was actually working with Luke to get the, you know, to find the out more information. Device, you know, yeah. and that was so Tesseract. cool. And it well, was actually <laughs> a throwback to Return of the Jedi when he was actually in disguise as yeah. a bounty yeah, hunter. Did. You know, right. now, now, you yeah. know what? Maybe to me, like honestly, thinking back on it right now, um, I don't take back what I said. I thought that he played it not so great as as an actor. But to me, what it seemed like is Billy Dee's just like, oh my God. I'm Lando again. Let's just have fun with this. Holy shit, here we are. Well, Let's do this. it again. This is Star Wars. It's been 30 fucking years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and he is not necessarily a top-notch string actor. That's he's shame. not. I, I like him. I love Billy D. Williams. He was he's fantastic. I like how he's I like you sorry. I, I was no, saying, I like good. how he throws out to like, hey, say hi to Leia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a little like notch. There's always a place with you among people in the clouds. But <laughs> you brought up a, a great thing, bro, like about the hype of the Knights of Ren. Yeah, that's and when you that started seeing like, them. okay, finally we get to see what they're all about and everything like that. And you know, for they me, were on the planet like just badass how they, they just acted. They did not seriously. It. it was it was so awesome. They to didn't see. say a word, they were but badass. they just had this like little like vibe of them that. And you know, when Chewie went off the 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 his plane and he went looking for a Ray to come back on the plane. And you saw two knights of Ren there, and everyone was instantly like, "Oh my God, is Chewie gonna die?" Oh, oh no! Everyone started freaking out. I leaned out. over and I, I said you. very loudly because I was a little drunk in the theater. I said, "If they very kill Chewie, loudly. I'm done. I'm walking out." <laughs> very loudly. And then, 
<laughs> and then out of nowhere, Chewie instantly got, you know, he got uh Right, and that's when captive. you had the force battle over the ship and the lightning bolts. Yes. So once they leave the dust planet, they get away from Kylo Ren. They go to uh, a planet yeah, where we meet Carrie. Called? I don't remember. We meet Carrie Russell. Excer- oh, oh, that one. Yeah. 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 And we, we kind of have this thing. Okay. So a snow planet. I, a lot missing, of snow. We're, we're missing a big we're missing a big kind of point, which is on the dust planet. They go down into this cavern and they find a dagger and the dagger has Sith writing and C-3PO reads the Sith writing and he can't tell anyone what it says because his protocol says that he can't. Uh, only you know, for good, only not for, for bad. Good, not for bad. Anyway, um, so you kind of have this MacGuffin that is the the dagger, which I thought was not good. I thought it was unnecessary completely. Why? No, I actually liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, thought I thought it was, it was better really... than a homing beacon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought it was old real school cool knife Indiana Jones. Old vibe. school yeah. knife. Yeah. Yeah. You never see knives anymore. It just felt Indiana Jones. But when she matches, I know I'm jumping ahead, but when she matches it up and sees the mountain yeah. range, I, to me that was really cool. And then the all little, right, psh- all right, and it just like there's a little pointer. It was like to me, it was like an old school pirates map. It kind of was. It kind of was, and I can see that. It just didn't feel like it didn't feel like Star Wars. It felt like something else, and I guess that's okay. It's just there was there was something about it that didn't stick well with me. That's all. I yeah. like how it brought a knife into the picture, like, and then mm-hmm. it it dated back time to okay, like something that like what is this device and it has a map on it, like <laughs> yeah, what is this magic? Yeah, it's is not this? a blaster. It, yeah, <laughs> and then like there's a map, and then only CPO could read it. Like it was right. it was something different that I thought well, JJ is, could. He and, brought it back in. And like, C-3PO is familiar with six million forms of communication. Well, so that's true. It would he make would sense have to. Sith, Sith uh, was one of his. Uh, I do like the Stormtroopers. So funny, yes. dude. <laughs> Does anyone like the Stormtroopers on that planet with, uh, where is it, Terry Russell's yeah. planet? I don't. I call it Terry Russell's like planet. Like Snowtroopers? Yeah, or yeah they were like, like They cool. were a hybrid Snowtrooper. Yeah. 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 I thought Terry Russell was pretty good in this movie, man. I know? thought she was good. Well, I want her to see eyes her face. Were fantastic. She's beautiful. Her eyes were fantastic. Oh, my God. I think now's a good time to talk about how, for me, C-3PO, who I think is always a, a perennial favorite amongst Star Wars fans. He stole this movie. He stole sure. this movie. Yeah. He owned it. He had the best lines. Uh, you know, uh, nothing against other people who we saw. This, the humor that he gave stuck and Fucking stuck well. Great. And, and it wasn't it was, bad humor like prequel humor where, uh, you know, oh, it was not forced. Myself. It was actually like funny genuine humor he was playing the the dumb character among yeah. everybody else who knows what's going on which to me maybe it's it's juvenile but i think that i laugh at that all the time i think yeah, that's perfect i think that's the problem with all these other movies in the past that these directors or uh, they bring in new characters to try to be funny new guy new characters try to be funny and jj was like hey we're gonna run with c3po everyone likes him he's already a fan favorite right let's go ahead and give him more role like just funnier parts and just like he people well, like him already. Let's use that factor. And, and what he was saying, what was funny is that he was saying what everyone else was thinking. Yeah. Like, oh, we shouldn't go. We, uh, I don't want to tell you what's what made these. It, it actually was two of them, and you know, just <laughs> the way he delivered his lines were fantastic. I thought it was, it was fantastic, and I thought yeah. it was really great how he actually that line. It was almost kind of like for us to understand, like you know, I'm here to say goodbye to my friends you yes. know right. and i think it was just like kind of like a note to the people that have been following star wars this whole time like we're saying goodbye to these characters and man i got emotional when i fucking heard that you know mm-hmm. i mean it was really a deep fucking line right well, there well and yeah. john williams had a little you you had a little <laughs> fucking score behind it and yeah. and uh spielberg is famous for saying a scene is only as good as the notes that make the tear fall off your you know off your eye whatever that spielberg. fucking quote is is fantastic but it, it really is true because you have C-3PO who's 
to me, kind of can be irritating, kind of can be annoying. Mm-hmm. He like, delivered probably some of the most heartfelt lines when he says to 3PO, when he says to R2-D2, you're my only friend. Yeah. You're my best, best friend. friend. Yeah. And, you know, if I don't come back, I want you to know that. It's like, this is a freaking droid, yes. a protocol droid that was created by Anakin on <laughs> yeah. Tatooine, right. who's been through shit, had his memory erased. Raised a couple times now. <laughs> I know. I was, it would be a brand new next year. I was like, oh, they're going to fucking erase his memory for the yeah. next trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, really, when you think about it, he is, he is the first actual character character that we see in in episode four right well he has the first line right he has the first yeah. line and so i think that in in a lot of ways it's justice the to make doesn't look as bad for right yeah. it's justice to make <laughs> 3po yeah kind of a, a centralized character in this one as kind of that rounding out of the whole yeah you're absolutely right the about whole, that. not yeah. the, the, the the saga and again they did it nicely it wasn't forced, forced. it wasn't funny uh, haha it was just genuine it was mm-hmm. ge- everything was genuine yeah i did not care for um i don't know the little droids name the little like um Doe? pixar thing yeah Doe. Doe. yeah the little pixar guy uh i did not unnecessary that, that, that was disney like hey we're gonna actually yeah. you know market this and you know, i like bb8 you know? he was a great character BB-8's still great. he's fine See, and they cut back on him which i appreciated but once again i don't know totally. uh, and this is just a criticism of the whole new trilogy you have the best droid on earth in r2d2 and i know you're gonna i am you, not a, i'm not, not a huge R2-D2 fan but that's okay you know who played doe was jj yeah he was the oh, voice okay yeah he had to put his own I little wish two I cents. I had in. known that now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this again on Sunday. But so. I felt <laughs> like everything was pushed aside for for all these new droid characters, and R2D2 kind of did get the uh, you know the nuts and bolts in this one. He didn't really yeah. get on screen that much. Got rest in peace, Kenny Baker. Yeah. So after they wiped out C-3PO, and they actually right. go find so Chewie. Then, well, that, well, that's, when, that's when that's Ray uh, kind of feels Chewie's presence on the ship. Yeah. And then we get a whole kind of homage to uh, A New Hope. When yes. they're on the ship, and they're yes. searching for the yep. prisoner. I agree. And you've kind of got a Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you totally. And even visually, you had a lot of really cool throwbacks to a new hope where they're on the ship they've got it you know well they they don't know what ship they came in on a different vessel that vessel is burnt now they're going to go and find the um millennium falcon the millennium falcon but they're also going to find the the person who is the secret agent uh, in line for the uh uh, first order, which was a huge shock, a huge surprise to I think most people to find out who it was. And who Gen- was General Hux, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. I kind of saw that coming a little bit. I don't know what it was. I'm just like, you know, it makes sense if it would be him. You know, like he was never a part of the whole like you know Kylo Ren scene. You know, he was trying to do his own thing to rise up with the whole. He was always being bitched around. Yeah, you know. Yes. And, and I think his justification was really good. I don't care about your resistance. I care if Kylo Ren fails. Like that's. I think that was yeah. a good justification. I think it was. And and what's <laughs> funny is we went and saw this with Kim, and Kim said she followed this movie so well, and it's the reason why she followed it so well is because they stated plot points from characters in the movie. I am the traitor. I am trading on these people because I don't like I Kylo Ren. Feel like, like that line was so forced. <laughs> I'm the traitor. But it was you know? it, it was consistent. Like, oh, you are a Palpatine. Like, not there was no innuendo. There was no subtlety. It was very straightforward. But when we actually have that scene where, uh, you know, Ray gets into that special little, like, you know, trophy room for Rylo Ken and everything. Kylo <laughs> Ren, sorry. Ty- Fuck. Kylo Ren. The brothers could not yeah. pronounce You're talking, Va- talking about with Vader's helmet. Yeah, like, just, like his, his little mask. trophy room and whatnot. And, he, yeah. and she has that... That kind of like that epiphany or that weird force thing and everything. What the fuck was I talking force about? Force skyping. 
Between what? her and Kylo Ren? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to do it. But that just showed... That, that's that, not mine. That's actually, from That plays else. a big part with this whole Wait, this, this the series. They can transfer objects between places. Which they established early on. Early on. And which, I mean, comes back with the lightsaber at the end. I thought yeah. that that was beautiful was and brilliant and amazing. I really did. But what I'm saying is that scene, when he tells her, like, yeah, you are a Palpatine, my mouth fucking dropped right there. I was like, oh, you're going this way, but I could have sworn you call that, didn't you? I did. You did kind of call yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so I glad she wasn't a fucking clone. I was so fucking Ugh. worried about that. Yeah. I my there's only I mean there's only basically th- three things that she could have been. I thought she might have been a Kenobi, right? And that was kind of kind but it's stretching it, stretching. Could it have been a Yoda. Could have been. No. <laughs> uh, could no, have been a, works, okay. Could have been a Skywalker, but I feel like if she was a Skywalker, they would have said something. It would have come out. Yeah. And I thought she third, was originally a twin. Yeah, that's what I thought. Right, I kind think, of, she yeah. was a Skywalker. She was uh, Ben's brother mm-hmm. or Ben's sister. So, excuse me. Yeah, so, uh, so the other uh, only option really was a, was a Palpatine. a Palpatine. And the way they did it, I was really worried. I was worried it was going to be cheesy and. Eh, but the way they did it, it was, was bi- great. It was a it was, biological granddaughter. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing special, nothing weird about it. Um, I do want to jump in right now and say that I thought long and hard about what uh, what, what I think it was Kim. Was saying, I, I at first dismissed it, but I'm thinking back to the the kind of the going along, whatever. I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. But the thing that they kind of kept going throughout the whole movie, which is Finn wanted to tell her something, right, right before, and Kim had said, well, that he's question, got something yeah. special too. But I just remembered that scene where well, he says, "I've got a feeling." Let's back up a little okay, bit let's, and let's, let's go let's there. Let's explain it a little bit more because what you, I don't think it was clear. You're There's talking, quicksand. You're talking and they about fall down. Finn, right? Wanting to tell Ray something specific about right before him, they die. and what was that one thing that that you kind of which think? they keep hidden throughout the whole movie, and of course I was like, oh, I've always loved you, which I think is cliche, but it still would have worked. But I think that maybe there is something to the fact that he was going to say, I have some kind of a force connection too, or maybe which is funny because in the first in the Force Awakens. He says, "We'll use the force." We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. That's not how the force works. Right, but, but I, I think, think I think you're on to something. I think Kim's on to something. I think is it's that, interesting. Yeah. Maybe what they're saying about the force is that we all have the force. You can feel we just it. don't you have to be aware into of it. it. We, yeah, we aren't aware okay, of it. Okay, but that I, I don't like that. I don't like that we all have the right. force because if everyone has it, then it's not special. Calm but down. No, no, calm it's, down. it's the incredible. <laughs> no, but I, no, he's thinking about Last Jedi and shit. They went back to Last Jedi. Everyone's got the force. When he saw that kid sweeping the broom, I am thinking that. It is out there on some more people that they don't don't realize, well, or don't, maybe it's emerging. It. Maybe it's emerging with people who are close to kind of osmosis. Zero. Oh yeah, oh, no, maybe the force is a living be- being, which I think it is. I think so. Finn has the f- the force flu. I yeah, kind of. Okay. I think you can you you. It's trying to come out in people. So, and are we going to say the force is always good? I think the force is good. The dark side, the dark is, side always is always bad. bad. I think that. I think there's a common ground between say, the middle right be, there. Well, and I think Ray represents kind of the middle. I think she was very seduced by the dark side. She could have very easily gone with the dark side, but it didn't make logical sense. And it I would, just didn't make I sense. I would argue that I think Luke would have Luke turned more towards and had more chance of turning towards the dark side in the original trilogy than Ray ever did. Okay. I, I don't feel like she ever had an inkling of, of going there. Well, she went right to the dark when she was getting trained by Luke in Last Jedi. Right, but at the same time, I don't think that she ever would have committed more. I think I think Luke was not that far from it. I, no, I, yeah, there's when, a, when he when, when he goes off, the Jedi, when he goes off and Return of the Jedi, there's so much yeah. hatred. She doesn't have the hate 
that Luke always had. Flowing through her. Right? And I think, in, in that sense, I look <laughs> at her as... a little as, bit of it when she was holding the, the plane with the, like, there was, yeah. there was a little hate. Like, well, I it's know, hate, but I, 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 I think that's determination. I think that that's well, and just trying to she, save her friend. And determination of, leads to anger. And part, uh, part of this, though, I think Yoda is wrong. I think that she recognized her hatred, she recognized her problem, and she refused to use it and f- refused to yield to it. And that is a different focus than keep it hidden or do- and that was a problem with and when, she puts Skywalker, the, when she puts this lightsaber away that's Yoda, her yeah. doing wow, well, that, that's what I was thinking overall I think overall all the Jedi's had it wrong everyone's assuming that, I mean like you had overall it's like uh, a teaching you know like they, they assume that this is the correct way to do it right. but overall there is no no one really knows the correct way well, until California's Common Core like, overall yeah. like no like, the Yoda, like there's, a, a there's, there's, te- there's teachings but overall everyone's still kind of learning the new steps along the way right. so Ray was coming across something that no other Jedi has ever come and across. And she really didn't have any mentors. Yes. So, so. She, everything was natural, and it was more she got to feel both sides by herself. Totally. Yeah. I think this is the perfect time to take a little uh, break for another cocktail, and we'll be right back. What? So you got a good point. I can tell. You what? Good. Oh, no. What I have here, and I'm just going to throw it here. No, no, no. We'll take a piss here and, and shit. I got and, and, I and, Okay, it says, during the massive crowd scene celebration, C-3PO says that this happens every once 42 years. This was the first time between the first Star Wars and the one that's been released, the last sequel trilogy that's been released 42 years ago. 42. God fucking Damn, a, JJ. The party? The party? Yeah, yeah. the party. JJ. JJ. Woo! JJ is the pee. key. Of Too much Jack Slurpee. I, I was looking forward to the Red Stormtroopers. They're there. Yeah, yeah, but I wanted the, I wanted Sith more. Troopers. I wanted more. I just wanted more. Like I was like, they all just, look fucking cool. Yeah, but they just did the fuck. They were the same shit. They were just the same type of stormtroopers. The, the black yeah. ones are the best. What, I, are, you, what are you expecting? He's here? talking about the yeah. Maybe the Death Troopers were pretty fucking cool. The Death Troopers are the best. I, out of all, there should be like like ninjas. Like the okay. best troopers were the ones in the throne room with Snoke in Last Jedi. Obviously, there were stormtroopers. I, I don't think those are stormtroopers, bro. I don't know, whatever the fuck. They're like fucking. There's Emperor Emperor guards. Crimson guards from from. Uh, episode four or five, somewhere around there. Yes. Anyway, all right. So we've got uh, Ray, Poe, and Finn on the ship over Carrie Russell's planet, which we have dubbed Carrie Russell's planet. With the snow, <laughs> yes, yeah. where C three PO got resized. Yeah, her, her eyes, eyes look. Yeah, really her good. eyes are really good. Yeah, she's beautiful. Eyes. She's really. I does. love the fact that Poe is like a fucking spice runner. A spice spice mind. Yeah, yeah. And he, he spice kept. Was, he was. He was kind of weird. He's like he kept trying to. Hey, you want kiss? Yeah. Hey, you want kiss? Like, <laughs> So then Ray figures out that Chewbacca is alive and he's on the ship that's hovering over the planet. They go on a rescue mission that was very reminiscent of A New Hope. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, that's when you have kind of the fight between Kylo and Ray in his chambers. The Darth Vader of Mask is destroyed. And in front of all the stormtroopers, they kind of had a little standoff. Yeah, that was was bitching. And then they also established the fact that in their little Skype Force dreaming thing, they can share items. That was badass. Right. Which was really cool. I think that's the first, right? Because, I mean, he grabbed it. Like, I think it fell through like a time yeah. warp or whatever and, yeah. it, and ended up on, on at his feet. Yeah, you see a lot of different new powers for the Force that they're actually doing, which is like, oh, cool. They're actually evolving and everything. I am happy, though, when Ray jumped out of the ship, it wasn't into space. For everyone, I think you mean that a, she didn't fly like everyone was. Just, <laughs> like, I don't understand. Why I was like, no, everyone was assuming when they saw shot. that, like, oh no, oh my god, they're bringing the space back. Like, <laughs> you can't survive 
in no. space. That was a cool scene, though. Man. That was. But speaking of this, this has, has this bothered anybody else? And it reminds me of that scene in Galaxy Quest when they're like, "Is there air?" Every planet these people go to is perfectly oxygenated. Brandon, don't, don't look too deep. Why do you Why do you assume that yeah. they're human? I mean, they weren't in space. They were actually really? still in go there? the clouds and whatnot. <laughs> anyway, you know? let's yeah. get back to the plot. So our heroes go to it's this planet, or this uh, moon it's off a different the galaxy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> this moon <laughs> off the coast of Endor. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, where it. the Death Star actually came to rest. And one of the things that I thought was really cool. Number one is we got introduced to new characters, but two is Ray got to explore the space by herself. And once again, like you said earlier, Jeremy, you had this sense that we were saying goodbye. And we got to see the throne room. We got to hear the music, the wah, yeah. wah, wah, Seeing stormtroopers, like and gear. That, and that music, do, 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 do. Oh, my right. It was amazing. Wait, am I missing when she went and saw Luke? I'm talking about when Luke and Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had the same, same vibe. vibe same vibe, yeah. yeah. They had that little, the, the music. Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, it was a simple note. It was right. like three keys. So basically, oh no, I didn't miss it. We're, we're fine. I'm sorry. The movie, we I don't have any notes. So this is kind of flying by the seat of our pants. So they're <laughs> in, the, in the ruins of the Death Star. She then finds the triangular device that will lead them to the Sith. And that's where she is again confronted by Kylo Ren. And they have... What I think is probably the best lightsaber battle, except for the last lightsaber battle of the movie. She's confronted first by her herself. Oh, that's right. And I'm then sorry. it, it yeah. scared the shit of her, and then she fell outside. And I think at that time, uh, Ren, I can't even say his first name, Ben Cly- Solo. Clio. Yeah. <laughs> But he's I felt ben like Ren. I felt like he saw ben that 10? he saw that too, and so like he that's why he automatically like he he was just like he could feel the that she's conflicted conflicted. So he wasn't really always against like fighting her right off the bat. I I don't know about you guys, but I was sitting there for the first probably two or three minutes of their interaction at that moment, going, "Is he actually there, or is it a Skype?" Fest? Skype force. Uh, then we yeah, see his yeah, his uh, his ship right there. You're like, right. oh, he's actually like. Physically there. It took me a minute to figure out if he was there or not. Right. I feel like that could have been that, alleviated. That could have we could have seen him landing. See, and I, I don't think you needed it. I think uh, you actually liked I liked it the way it was. Because their fight was pretty good on the pretty Death Star. dope, man. Yeah. yeah, like a little throwback to episode three. Instead of like, you know, all like, you know, lava on fire, and whatnot, it was all water and, and everything. The Mustafa like system. Yeah. And I man, was it took did you guys get a surprise that fucking uh Ren? I mean, I'm sorry, not Ren. Ray got the better hand off of like uh, Kyla, man. Well, only no, because no, 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 no. only because, only because Leia she had some help, yeah. which I've got heart. some. Oh, that's right, that's yeah, right, so that's right. Like, yeah, he ran to the. Yeah, now's a good time to talk it. about that. Yeah, one. it is. It's perfect time. Ran to the end of it, like, but then like you know, Leia knew what she had to do. She knew it was coming as soon as like she felt the presence of okay, I know, yeah, I know, I need to do when my son is coming. This is the, the moment that and she's been waiting. In my opinion, she fulfilled the the her what she thought is her motherly task based on her vision that she was going to lose her son she sacrificed herself to try and get him back Maz Cantana you kind of implied that this was her goodbye and once again they prepared us to let her go everyone knew that she was going to go in this movie this was the best way I mean I would have killed her in The Last Jedi I would have replaced her with Laura Dern and had her run the ship through. That would have been Great the, ending. That would have been the best ending scene. ever. I, would, I agree with you on that. But it doesn't matter. 
So then so, tell me, Sean, what what does Leia do? Because I've got something to pick with this. So I believe that Leia uses the Force, which we now we know she's trained to do, to Skype with her son and to get at his very heart. And I think that if you look throughout the course of this trilogy, as muddled as it might be, while he had a very conflicted relationship with his father, he didn't with his mother. He had an opportunity to kill Leia in Last Jedi and didn't do it. He had a relationship with his mother who sent him to Luke. In the first one, I think that his relationship with Leia was far better than with Han. So here's my beef with this. I think that it could have been better. I think that it could have been a lot more. All if she it was, was alive, I agree with you. No, 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 no. <laughs> they ran out of scenes. They ran no, out but, of scenes of her alive. But, but hear me out on this. So all she, all we get, all we get is simply her voice saying Ben, which causes him to turn. I don't think personally that she had anything to do with his change of heart except for to allow ray to stab and kill him yeah what the fuck is yeah going i on? don't i don't agree i don't agree sorry with the that. screen door just closed out of nowhere i think in a pretty perfect, hard too i'm not gonna in lie a film <laughs> my heart's with, actually stopped moving. with a lot with a living carrie fisher i think she would have appeared to kylo ren and i think she would have put his her hand on his cheek and she would have been there for him. right but what i'm saying we is didn't she, have we ju- but we just get ben we get him changing so i i what i'm what i'm saying is not so much um, the physicality of it, but literally, I don't think it was Leia at all that changed his heart or changed his opinion. So who changed his heart? It was the fact that somebody showed grace and love and caring and compassion to bring him back to say, I could leave you to die, but this is what good people do, is we care enough to bring you back. So let's set up the scene so I say, bit. Yeah, so let's I say Ray does. Yeah. So Leia says Ben, Ben turns... Ray stabs Ben. He, dro- he with drops his, own his lightsaber. lightsaber. Right, drops his lightsaber. And then hate Ray, came out of Ray. Ray used her yeah, anger, it was anger and stabbed the shit out of him. Just and once. Then, yeah. You saw the you saw it flip. And then you had Ray who had to show him compassion and had to she said something, I don't remember what she said, but I would have took your hand if you were if I was if you were Ben. I would have taken taken Ben's hand. I would have yeah, taken Ben's hand. I wanted to take your hand and if it was Ben. I think this was probably the most powerful 15 minutes of the movie because you kind of had all three original cast members die all over again and be present all over again. Exactly. You had Leia saying goodbye for sure. And it was wonderful and beautiful. You, then you had that heartbreaking scene between Ben and Han Solo who, who makes a reappearance. And I don't know if anyone noticed this. It was blocked exactly the same as the, from Force Awakens when he yep. kills Han Solo. Oh, it's yeah. the same lines. It's the same. And he just makes a different decision. And then you also right. have Luke, who I believe was present and had kind of a overture in the next fourteen, you know, the next four minutes of the movie when where, she was, went to where the, she went to the where Luke she, was yeah, where Luke was Skelly Island or whatever it yeah. was, right? But what I'm saying is, to me, I think that Ray was the catalyst for his change, which I think is to speak even more into to Ray's power as. So she healed his soul as well as his I, body. I do. I do think so. I mean, it's kind of okay, kind of yeah, sappy, I but I think that's what that. it is. But I, you have to think like you know that the mom brought him back from whatever dark place that was at that moment. It might have just been a reminder that he, you know she wasn't completely gone, so or he wasn't reason, completely the gone only to I her. Think, I think that Ray had partly, and Leia had partly, is because when he did talk to his father again, he said, "I can't come back. She's gone." And right. then Han has that great line, which is something to the effect of. But what she what she's fighting for is still here. It's still living, 
and you can embrace what she symbolized. Right. And I think that, so I, I'm going to go ahead and disagree and partly agree. Yeah. I think that definitely Ray was the catalyst to his change, but I think Leia had a lot to do with it. I think as a reminder that she still loved him. Yes. Let's just have a little bit mo- of a moment to, to remember how great Han Solo was and how great that scene was. Oh, amazing. Uh, Harrison Ford is fantastic actor. Just remember the, 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 the vibe in that theater, like silence. Oh, and everyone was on. The you guys know he was coming. No, I, I did. Not I did not. Know I expected that. Luke. Yeah, I did not expect Han. I thought Luke was going to appear and welcome him back into the Jedi Order. So when he said, "Hey, Kilo," no, I heard, oh, as soon well, as you yeah, hear as that, as soon as I heard, hey, we just like, "Oh my God!" Like, you, we all, all of a sudden, did that. That's when. That's Dude, when. That's when Sean falls. He slapped his eyes, face. Man. He said, "I'm sober, but I'm let's glad, go." But I'm glad that he wasn't a Force ghost. I'm glad that they established the fact that he was a, a figment memory. of exactly. of Kylo's well, or Ben's exact, mind. It was exactly the same line because it was exactly that memory. The, it was the memory, and it was he was making a completely different decision. Which is probably looking at it over the course of two two and a half more movies, the decision he always wished that he had taken. Well, I think I yeah. think you know? not only had he wished that he had taken it, I think partly is is that the reason he didn't take it is because he was afraid and this movie is all about overcoming fear and i think he was able to overcome his fear partly because he saw ray overcome her fear of being a palpatine they were both at the same time having their fears i like that and they were both fighting their their struggles i do feel like i i agree if i see what you're saying with how ray pushed him over the edge but i felt like for that split moment like he all it took was Ben Solo to hear his his, his mother's mom. voice, and he just yeah. realized he, all the hate, and then like, cause yeah. he had this love, natural love for Ray, even though he didn't know what it was, but he had this like, yeah. hey, we're connected, but I'm gonna kill you this last moment because we've been fighting, and then like, hey, Ben, stop, like, it's almost like when we, I'm talking to my sons, and like, I see <laughs> Noah have Jacob in this anger, this like final, like, <laughs> I have you, brother, <laughs> and all of a sudden like Noah, and then Noah turns around and is like, oh. Shoot, like, okay. And then all of a sudden, Jacob does this, like, side hit. Right? Right? Thanks, Dad. But overall, like, well, that's kind of like... But, you always have my back, Dad. Yeah, but overall, like, come on, Noah. Like, you know better. Like, uh, let, right. let's be, you know. Yeah. Like, well, and, and I did not see this arc coming. I thought Kylo was lost after he killed... Han, I thought he was for sure lost after he turned in Last Jedi away from Rey. I thought he was gone forever. I thought he was going to be the big villain. Yeah, then you kind of had this whole thing like, ah, uh, the rise of Skywalker. The it rise. was about him. It was about him. Well, it could be by him. Or it, it could, could be, be about, about Rey. Rey too. It could be about Rey at the end. It could. But I mean, <laughs> I think a lot of it was that he was rising from the ashes of his former self and becoming, yeah. even even for a moment, it's almost like Vader in a way, because mm-hmm. he, he always wanted to be his grandfather. He kind of was. In the last moments of his yeah, life, like he that. was admirable. He was the Jedi that he wanted to be. It's a really good connection there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I think let's jump. Let's jump to, to what I think was was once again Palpatine's. part of this. Fi- no, this fifteen minutes of greatness, mm. which was hit her and Luke. Yes, and so she one throws th- the lightsaber. Into yeah, the, the fire. So she's throwing things. She's destroying Kylo's ship because she hates the fact that she even is associated with the First Order. She throws her lightsaber, and this to me was a a throwback to Last Jedi when Luke threw the lightsaber away at the very beginning of the movie where he just tossed it. that's right, yeah. And it was like, no, Ryan Johnson, you're wrong. Luke would never do that. He would catch it and return it. Luke would catch it and return it. And it it was kind of a learning curve for Luke, too, is that he was, he'd become appreciative of the Jedi Order and 
became that mentor that he was always meant to be. I think it's hope. It's it's seeing how the opposite, you know, the, the Palpatine can become the greatest Jedi, or or at least the most powerful, and maybe like we were talking about earlier, maybe the best Jedi, heart wise. That it, it renewed his faith through a ghost in the Jedi Order completely. Right. I, yeah. I yeah, I agree hundred percent. And so I thought Luke was fantastic. Um yeah, Mark, Mark Hamill looked fantastic. great. Yeah. Uh, he was he was almost old Luke again. And I think Ryan Johnson, I don't mean to bash on him and, and number eight, but he kind of fucked up that character pretty pretty significantly. We were probably expecting a lot he more made from him flippant and just kind of yeah. not a caring person. And, and I think Luke's and Luke a caring was person. always a super emotional, super caring person. Yeah. And I think that came through in this movie. Yes. And he kind of found his Luke again. And he found his Luke in his relationship with Leia. And I feel like it was, it, once again, this isn't the greatest movie on the planet. But you felt good about the way you said goodbye to Leia. I finally felt good about the way they I said goodbye to, to Luke. Luke. Yeah. I now feel good about the way I said bye to Han. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm saying goodbye to all these characters and I'm not crying and blubbering, but I feel vindicated. I a feel good, like my, my faith in this franchise and nine it, films in 30 years of my life has been spent not in not in not in not, not in, in vain, vain, not in vain. Yeah, exactly. but for 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 something bigger. I, for a good end. And yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to go to the very last shot, but cliche, sure. Sappy, absolutely. Beautiful and perfect. You absolutely. Bet. You bet. And and a lot of people, a lot of reviews I read where it was redundant and they're using the same storyline over and over and over again. It's like, well, that happens when good vanquishes evil. Like, it's, there's, you know who's going to win. And, 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 bad, <laughs> and bad can't lose super quick, which is no. what we get with, right. with Palpatine. And I thought that was a great scene. And I thought we'd have a little lightsaber battle between Palpatine and the two, but... Actually, I, I hap actually happily, I was going to say happily pleased with what we had. Yeah. So uh, Kylo Ren, excuse me. So Ray meets with Luke. Luke kind of gives uh, her extra lightsaber. Yeah, gives her the extra lightsaber. Badass. And then Tells her where the Tesseract is. And the tie, and you have the tie-in to Leia and her training. And then you did what what we've all been waiting for since the fucking Force Awakens is Luke raises the X-wing out of the water and brings it up onto dry land. I was telling Sean in the theater the only thing I wanted was little Yoda ghost over there nodding and smiling like that's that my yeah. boy. That's great. my boy. Finally did it after how long he finally could yeah. do it. <laughs> you know, and it was just it, to me it was a payoff. And I know everyone says oh it's fan service. So fuck that. The the reviews on this movie are shit. The the critics on this I agree. movie yeah I had to agree with you. Like, because seriously. this is very rewarding. Yes, yeah, I have to agree with you on this, man. I think they're really. I think there's like a, a a fun way to bash this fucking film for some particular reason. Like, you know, like there's like trolling on this shit. Yeah, and it's just like it's not like you're saying it's not the greatest fucking movie in the world. But you know what? It's fucking rewarding. But you know what it is? It's a gift to the actual fans that have stuck by it. Right. I mean, it's, it's I mean, giving us what we need. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I've been through fucking Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen. I love you, but you and were terrible. Sand I've been everywhere. through lava fights. I've been through fucking. There's been a Clone lot Wars. of shit. The Clone that, Wars. Yeah, the Clone, Clone Wars. And, and the droid. CGI the the droid. Shanga Fett. Changing the Return of the Jedi song. I've been through all Count of Dooku. Dooku. shooting like, first God, and shooting second. Did you like first. Count Dooku? I did like. Well, I love Christopher I mean, Lee. Christopher only but, only because of his little bent handled. I, I've been through blade. so much. I felt vindicated. I felt like this movie gave me everything I wanted. Even if it wasn't perfect, it gave me everything I wanted. It tied up all my little bows, yes. and I feel good. Yeah. At first, I, I thought I was yeah. going to be a little upset that 
uh, Palpatine was not come back, Darth Sidious, because it's like, oh, okay, everything that Darth Vader worked for to destroy the evil is just out the door. But then it they tied it back so nicely, and <laughs> like says he's the ultimate, like, just evil. All, he's the exactly. ultimate evil. You we know? probably lost half our audience with yeah. that rant. I'm sorry. I just right. I just feel like I, I feel like this I movie think, did such good. No, I don't think so because I think everyone feels the <laughs> Thanks same. Thanks for sticking way. with all us, right. guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, no, just, I think it was way. it was harshly criticized, definitely before. Like I feel like it wasn't. It, uh, I don't know. Rain, who, we've only heard the early reviews, so I mean, it'll be interesting. I'm it'll be interesting to see what, what people the fans say, say over the, the next couple say. days. Yeah, because yeah. I'm telling. And but my problem is that this is going to get box. It's going to bomb because people are not going to go see it, which is a shame. Because mm. this movie services exactly what you wanted it it's to. The do. best movie out of the the most the best this this last uh, three movies. Yeah, I, without a doubt. I mean, I would say it's up there with Rogue One with the with with how I it made me feel. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Yes, I do. So, so now he's now. So uh, we need to talk about she, how she took yes. uh, Kylo Ren's ship and then blew that up and or burned it up it on uh, Luke's planet, the which is where lights. the triangle. Which, by the way, stupidest name for a thing ever. It was like the the Sith sensor fighter. Just call it a damn compass. Yeah, I mean, it's a horror crux, okay? Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> it's almost as bad the as Tesseract. I just called it. I told him Tesseract. It's almost as bad as Avatar, where they called it unobtainium. Yeah, like really, that's that's the word you use when you can't say she gets. That, he raises the X-wing, and and she takes off to go destroy. Well, and at least what she thinks is to go destroy the uh, Palpatine. Emperor, yeah, and um, meanwhile she tells her uh, rebel friends or her resistance friends where she's going. Exactly, right. that was nice. Which I loved. Finn, and I know Finn get, recognized that. Yeah, getting a little bit ahead is they're kind of basically saying we're screwed, we're we're done with, and they come up with this idea to basically call for any help across the galaxy. And and what better character resp- to use than Lando? Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. Lando and Chewie. Um, but the response they get, that was such a cool scene to just see the, the millions of And I will say awesome. that it is, it is kind of a ripoff of Endgame. Didn't see it. So <laughs> and those of you who haven't seen Endgame, it was it was definitely ripoff of Endgame. Is you have basically Captain America alone fighting Thanos, and then I heard every J- character in the entire fucking world shows up to help him. I and heard... It, I, I well, keep like going. Was, I see yeah, how you the, see that. No, but it was the, the nobody was the people, kind of, though. Yeah, but oh, yeah. These, yeah, these were nobody. These weren't like superheroes. Well, they, said, they said, where do they have a Navy? Or an or Navy? Yeah, you call yeah. it a Navy. It's like, they're not a Navy. It's just, just people. 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 Yes. <laughs> I did. Re- I read somewhere that JJ already wrote this prior to the last movie. I bet I bet he did. And I, I, I'm not hating on it. I'm not. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. It was a really bitchin' scene to see this group of fighters show up. Everyone retired, like all these yeah. retired veterans that just came out. You know, we're gonna yeah, fight. Was, Wedge was there. Wedge was there. Yeah, Wedge was there. Good shot, right. Red too. Yeah. Oh my god, I was loving that. And shit. it just felt. It did. It once again. It felt triumphant. I haven't felt this way in a movie probably since Harry Potter, where you actually had this swell of emotion, it's like, like oh my god, they're good. gonna die, and then they show up, and you're like, fuck yeah, there's a Millennium Falcon, there's Lando Calrissian, let's go. I felt a little <laughs> sad though that uh, people died right before that. Yeah, like <laughs> Snap Wex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, he hard, just man. he just died straight into the plane for and no reason. And let's just let me let me just uh, put a little aside and a shout out here because I think uh, so. Dominic Monaghan, Dominic Monaghan, Dominic freaking Monaghan, who is one of my favorite actors, even though he's not you know a mainstream guy. He's absolutely fantastic. He was not bad in this. He just didn't have that big of a role. No. But, I think yeah, I think it was more like no, hey Jake, can I just be in? Yeah, can I just be in one of your movies, movies, man? So what's really yeah. funny is yeah. Beaumont. I, this is, is Beaumont. A, this is a personal story. So um, I don't know if anybody knows this. When I was going to see the last Hobbit movie, yeah, okay, 
So I wrote uh, Billy Boyd that night because I went to go see it and I had not wanted to go see it. I didn't go see it on opening night. It was something that me and my grandpa had shared. He died and I just didn't want to go see it. And Billy Boyd sang the song for that. And I wrote Billy Boyd on Facebook, (laughs) you know, and I said, as you do, as I do. And I said, Billy Boyd, you know, thank you so much for giving me this. It felt really good. It felt like a goodbye. It felt like. I could finally say goodbye. And he wrote me back personally. Fast forward now is you have Billy Boyd. I would follow him on Instagram. He's with Dominic Monaghan at the premiere of this movie. And I'm like, oh, now Billy, now Dominique, your, be- Domin- your best friend is going to say goodbye to the Star Wars franchise. Right. I don't know why. It just felt, it felt fitting. It, it felt did. like, it did. like, oh, there's Dominic and he's saying goodbye with us all and he's just as excited as the rest of us. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just stupid. That's just how I no, feel. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. It's cool. Um, I do like how, what do you guys think about when uh, Ray goes into and, he's, and she sees the lair and she sees the throne? That throne has been talked about from mm-hmm. the very from first, the very first. Uh, new, of Star Wars New Hope. That throne, that you, yeah, yeah, that was supposed to be that way in New Hope, but they changed it up and made just a regular chair type. So thing. here's where one of my criticisms. I like that throne. This the minion army of the Emperor, where you didn't see any faces. All you said was black hoods. <laughs> that, that was fucking cult? dumb. That was fucking dumb. <laughs> Why? It was just. It was unnecessary. What? I don't know what they were. Souls. Were they clones were they souls? Why wouldn't they have helped him out? Yeah, yeah. I would have much rather. They're, I honestly. They're the dead. I would have it much been the dead Sith. The dead it Sith. Could it have been. That yeah. would have been. I would have Pretty much intense. rather instead of a. And this is just a, a personal argument. Uh, instead of an organic environment with stone and statues, I would have much preferred a very posh throne room. But like it, but it was been rotting. in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but it was it was rotting to me. It was like it was all right. I, I look at this as uh, what is it the the long ago when there was the Jedi against the Sith the the battles. Uh, I forgot the the Knights of the Republic, the old the old Republic, the old Republic, yeah, well, the old Republic. That, that, I, I feel I, like that, that that's the Sith base. That, right. that one time it wasn't used to be two, so it was ancient. It, it was did, an ancient yeah. in the past. It never used to be two Sith. It used to just be a whole bunch of them, okay. and then they became the rule of the All two. Right. So my the army of the Sith, the hooded Sith, just kind of didn't do it I for me. For sure. I also didn't like the fact that he uses lightning to destroy ships. I thought that was kind of cheesy. But it know. worked. I it worked. It was, I thought it was very Voldemort. I thought it was. It was very Voldemort. Well, I well, thought he, it was very Palpatine. He realized yeah. always. He that was his go-to. Was, that's was after, the lightning. That's after he realized like, yeah, he he, just, he got the power back from right from, from yeah. uh, Ray. And so let's Ren. back up in the story a little bit. You've got Ray who's uh, confronting the uh, the Emperor. You've got the her battle troops trying to destroy the ability of the fleet to get into um, into orbit, and. You've got kind of a really good confrontation between Palpatine and Ray, where you have the plot of the story kind of explained, which is that Ray was Palpatine's child or grandchild. So, who was Palpatine's daughter? Yeah, that's no, no. It wasn't Palpatine's daughter. It was Palpatine's son. Yes, Palpatine's son. Ray's Ray's dead. The, the guy that got stabbed. No, I don't think. They yes, no, yes, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, go, yeah. go for it. I okay, here's, here's what it is. Okay. okay, here's at least this is what I got. That's from why I, I think is that, that it, it was really his her mom and dad who dropped her off, and that Palpatine because they were actively fleeing Palpatine and they had nothing they wanted to do nothing with him that he had them killed. Yes. I must have missed that, and that, yeah. that that was driving me crazy. And they had a flashback to when her dad gets stabbed. I think this is when Madison went to the bathroom. That is, it is. He had to go. Yeah, okay, so it, they, it explains it. It explains it. It, it explains it that that the, that Palpatine's son, actual biological son, 
is Ray's biological dad, who was the one who dropped her off. Damn it! In that, the, I, in yeah. that I, was, I must have missed that because yeah. I was trying. That it was, was Simon that Pegg. was eating me up the whole no. time. Yeah, that was that. It was because he's the one that got stabbed. He's the one that got stabbed by in the chest. Yeah, right. And so yeah, so Emperor First. Okay, so because Palpatine they the the two of them, her mom and dad, left. literally fled and and took her away and hid her. So yes. let me just say, so you'll be safe say, here once uh-huh. again. To, okay, this they, movie pays off majorly. It gave us the answer to who. Ray's parentage was, despite what Ryan John, Ryan, 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 Ryan Johnson did. Yeah, it gave us answers to the biggest questions. I feel like JJ Abrams set up this whole universe, and Ryan Johnson just took yeah. a big old shit on it. <laughs> but, I, but I like, I like how he what? said it too. Continue on. We, well, I, I just like how he said it real point. quick. Is that he said, <laughs> "Yeah, your parents were your yeah, parents were nobodies." Yeah, but that doesn't mean basically your fan. But that's that's not where you came from, right? Is that it was the bigger question, and that kind of I, I feel like. Okay, so one of the so things, it's okay to be nobody, like right, well, yeah. And let me just say, there's a great movie called uh, Clear and Present Danger with Harrison Ford, and the president in there has a friend who is caught with like hookers and uh, cocaine on a ship on a boat, as you do, and he, he was <laughs> killed. And he says, "Well, should we distance ourselves from it, uh, from the whole situation?" He says, and Harrison Ford's character says, "No." Jack Ryan says, "No, you lean into it." And I felt like that's what J.J. Abrams did, is instead of backing away from the idea, he leaned into it. He made the fact that Ray wasn't a Skywalker the cornerstone of this movie. He made the fact that her parents were nobody, as according to Ryan Johnson, a cornerstone of the movie. And he used it yeah. to kind of facilitate her growth and the whole I, I think the whole title, the whole everything. That was such a good right. sequence too, man. I mean, that was so great. Wait, so what's up? I thought she was supposed to have a green lightsaber, by the way, because everyone in the was flesh, looking. Yeah, that's it. not. I'm sorry. Super, they both look blue. Yeah, they, they both were look blue. They were blue. They no, no, blue. no. I think one was green, but it was not green. All right, oh. no, that that fucked it, it up for me. Yeah, okay. Greenish because blue. Because he should have had. No, he she should have had the green lightsaber. But that was a bitchin' scene, by the way, with her and Re- and Ben. Oh, with, with the lightsabers. The lightsabers right next to their head. Fuck, I was yeah. like, I leaned over that, to you. I was like, that was she, fucking amazing. But then when she grabs, okay, I know I'm jumping ahead, but when she's being attacked with the lightning and she's holding him off with the one lightsaber and then she brings back out of nowhere, catches that second one, oh. crosses the streams, which the Ghostbusters you don't do. And, <laughs> and basically, what I love is that the whole point was that she had to kill him, give in to her hate. And well, he, see, he does, and he kills himself and, yeah, via exactly. the reflection. I loved it. I thought it worked. So the yeah. other side of it too is that she, as a character, Ray, she had strength that she was pulling from that wasn't Sith. Like he said, "Are you going to beat me as a Jedi?" And she said, "Yes." And he says, "Well, I have all the Sith. I am the I am the Sith. Yeah, exactly. I am every Sith." Oh, and and then you had that gives. fuck. No, you before the line, you had that great scene where you had Liam Neeson's voice. You had. Uh, Ian, oh, you and McGregor's voice. Jedi, you had Yoda. Yoda. You had Yoda. You even Hayden, Leia. Hayden, Hayden Christensen was in yeah, there. Yeah, everyone was yeah. in there. And it was almost it was almost like it tied all the movies together. And yeah. she, when she stood up, it was with the... You felt the power of every Jedi that we've ever known in this entire series. And when she fucking lit her lightsaber, you were like, yes, she's going to defeat all the Sith. Well, with like a better light... Uh, exactly. But then she was just like, I'm going to beat him at his own game. Because yeah, he might, he has his hatred, but I'm gonna use that against him use himself. Use his hate. He to used kill. his hate to kill himself. Yeah. It's almost like a Medusa thing. The only way to kill Medusa was with like uh, with, her own reflection. with her own reflection. Right. Look and at that's you, what Greeks. <laughs> you mm. pulling out some yeah. Greek mythology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You're like, I thought that was Roman. 
no, 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 no. no. No, but I think you're absolutely right. I think they used, she used his hubris against him to defeat him. He wanted hate out of Ray. He wanted hate out of Ray, and Ray wasn't, I'm not going to kill you this way. I'm going to just kill you. The, the way of the Jedi. Well, and I was trying to figure out how they were actually going to kill him. I was like, oh, I thought it was gonna Ben have to be is going to kill ben. him, and then she's going to kill Ben, or how that's going to work. No, because, because even if Ben, if, it would have worked if Ben killed him, because Ben wasn't the chosen the, one. It wasn't the direct line. Right. Which, and, and I, I kind of wanted to throw this out. In my opinion, he didn't know, Palpatine didn't know that he could take the power from the two of them. I, I felt don't like think that was did. a surprise. Like, he wanted yeah. her to kill him, and then he would move kind of into, his spirit would move into her, and she would be the one to rule off. And so and when he realized say, that he took, he could take from both of them, I thought that this was like this revelatory moment and for And that's him. a huge criticism of the movie for me, is uh, this isn't fucking, he's not a Dementor, he can't take their soul. Why not? That, because it's bullshit, and you know it. This it is, was kind mm-hmm. of cheesy. I don't think it was cheesy. I don't think yeah. so cheesy. I didn't see when, that. Yeah. when you could take something as... from one side of the and like and Ben and uh, Ray to just like pretty much exchange stuff. Yeah, it's like, kind of more hocus pocus than anything. Because yeah. it, it was actually kind of, you, because you remember what they were talking about <laughs> hocus pocus is that you know there's they come from two different bloodlines from you know their 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 the most powerful yeah. the yeah. most powerful, the most powerful and so it made sense for them like you know he was able to actually draw that power from them. and is that any different really what he did than her healing no is basically taking that same energy. I just didn't like the effect. I didn't like the lightning. I didn't yeah. like it. it just didn't work I don't know. To me. me, I didn't mind it. To me, I think if I was going to have a criticism, he would have been, he, he's, he's the master orchestrator of everything. He would have known that he could do that. It wouldn't right. have been like this, oh, wasn't my God, I'm going to take from you. Oh, my God. Look However, at me. the effect was really cool. With his hand growing back. And I thought, yeah, yeah. his hand's growing back, and I thought he was going to pull out a lightsaber and start a battle because I was like, we have to have this end battle. But, but does he ever use a lightsaber really? In three. In episode in three. three. Yeah. Yeah. It's Yoda. Yeah, oh, that's true. And then yeah, I think yeah. I just I always when I think of him, I always think of lightning. Right. For some reason, I thought he was gonna actually look younger or something like that. Like find yeah. like you know a it younger. Did, yeah, but it did. You know, it worked. Which yeah, because his fucking eyes glowed. Yeah, and that was the issue. That was the thing that kind he of could, he found he, his sight again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what I really loved was her strength, Ray's strength in defeating him. I also liked the fact that she died. And I think that was kind of, a, once again, a cornerstone of J.J. Abrams is you had her willing to sacrifice not just her life, but her, everything, her essence, to defeat evil. So is that the reason why she didn't turn to a ghost when she passed away? Because she was never really she a had Jedi. A, well, she no, had a sacrifice. No, I think it was more so that she still had a purpose. And her purpose was to bring Kylo Ren full circle. Because Kylo, you know, he, he turned to a ghost. But quick. was it but because the only I, way that Kylo survives and becomes one with the Force is by making that sacrifice? So, but did he have that power train with Luke Skywalker back no. in the day? It was because I believe and he died. No, because I believe when because, you're when you're a Jedi, you have that power actually to learn how to actually become a ghost. Because Yoda doesn't fully sacrifice. I think he it becomes comes, a ghost. It comes, oh, I'm sorry. Are you suggesting that you have to sacrifice to become a ghost? No. Yeah. I think that the only right way that Kylo Ren becomes a Jedi, becomes one with the Force, is to sacrifice himself. Totally yeah. agree. Because yes. the only way that he gets back from the bad mm-hmm. is to do what he did, which is to save... And I don't think... Okay, so the kiss at, between Kylo and... Daisy. Out of place. Out of two place. out two out of place moments. That and then whatever the hell Lando was talking was about with that girl. Yeah, that was awkward. Let's go yeah. find out who you are. But that whole period that that whole scene, I thought, uh first of all, I think Adam Driver's a fantastic actor. But the way that they did it is I feel like when he reached out his hand, he knew 
he was dead. Yeah. He knew he was. Gone. Well, I think it was a ch- he and knew that he was transferring kiss himself. Was not an Im- like that wasn't a passion. Kiss. No, that wasn't exactly it was goodbye. Mm, yeah, I still saw it as just this mixed up, jacked up, I, frustratingly maybe, yeah. weird thing. I count the kiss as like as like we did it, like we won, and like there's just like this, like oh my god, like there's all the, yeah. all the emotions just wrapped up in the one, and like we just won, and then like. Like how you said, Sean. Like it's my like I feel like Ren Ben Solo finally was like, okay, well, I was you brought me back to this life, and I I did I did what I needed to do. Now I can die. And the story kind of ends where it started in Tatooine with two sons. Fuck a beautiful scene. It was a beautiful scene. Ben wanted to be thing, his yeah, grandfather. He, but ben should have been there in that. Uh, no, no. I always felt it was Luke and Leia, and Leia at yeah. that. You know, just like knowing that that Skywalker name passes on. And yeah. the way Ben yeah. died, I think it was perfect. Like he died like how he wanted to be like his yeah. grandfather. And then yeah. I think that I think that the the rise of Scott or the last Skywalker, when she says, My name's Ray Skywalker, she's a, she's, she's a, assuming it, she's a, she's a, embracing it, and she has now become that last one. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. And that brings us to the end of our review. Now it's time in the podcast where each of the hosts provides their score on our scale of zero to five. Eddie. Can you Hold take on, us through our scale? I have to say, it, Brandon, I think this is our best one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't, I, I don't count Eddie, my chickens before Eddie, they're hatched, Eddie, bro. Eddie, take us through the score. Well, hold on, since I never got... Uh... Okay, so zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. A one, a feel-good first cocktail. A two, a happy buzz. Happy buzz. Three, you're going to Uber or lifting home. Four, a, a rough morning walk of shame. Five, you black out, <laughs> shit face, spring break drunk. Okay, gentlemen, let's start with Jeremiah. I knew you are going to fucking start with me, oh, dude. Okay, well, uh, sorry, because I, I get the look. This was such a cool fucking experience. You know, like, going into this, I thought, I didn't think it was going to wrap up the way that it was going to be wrapped up, and I think they did it really tastefully. It answered all the questions that I wanted to hear, or answered all the questions that I had going into this film. Um, I was pretty much so wrapped up into this movie. Like, you know, Eddie and everyone that was next to me could just see me. Like, I was emotional. I was on my edge of the seats and everything. I was so into it. I was so drawn to it. You know, and you know, it didn't lack at all when you think about it, you know? So uh, it's a perfect way, I thought, to send out the whole Star Wars saga that I've been, I grew up with, you know, all my life and everything. Is it the best Star Wars film? No. Absolutely not. Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Rogue One, it's always going to be my top favorite threes of all time. But I felt like this, what they did, satisfying, I felt after this movie came out, you know, out of, out of the theaters. You know what? I have to say it's a good average movie. So I'm going to go seriously, a happy buzz with this movie right here. That's a two for me. Eddie, what do you think? Oh, wow. You go straight to me. Why? Yep. You, you have to wrap it up. You too, huh? Okay, I see how this goes. <laughs> um, uh, so... I was, you know, I know Jeremy uh, was saying that he didn't even see no previews and he wanted to go in that way. And I saw some previews prior and I was so happy that everything I saw was in like within the first 15 minutes of the movie. So I was like, oh, like awesome. Like everything, I, th- I thought this was going to be like the end of the movie type stuff. No, it was perfect right off the bat. So I was like very surprised with where they went with the movie. And I, out of what, the 11 movies that's out there, uh, the nine, uh, the nine movies, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the nine movies, and then you have Road One, and you have mm-hmm. Solo. I count this movie as in my top five. Like I can see it as in the top five. Like it's up there with the the original four, five, and six. Road One, and then there's this movie. Like I say, it's up there now. Um, I don't know the order of that, uh, but I know it's up there. I think this movie is one of those movies that um, right now we're all still on a high, 
but I feel like it is just going to get better with age. You just there's so much that wrapped up with this, and J.J. Abrams was able to tie in so much Absolutely. from uh, the first uh, seven and eight movie, uh, the seven eight uh, that uh, was unexplained stories, and we had he, he was able to uh, wrap up a lot of quickly uh, and fits the plot lines and uh, bring back the good Luke and Leia. Uh, that everyone loved uh, about their uh, their stories. Um, I uh, I definitely loved Han Solo, and I thought that was a moment that I looked over at every single one of these guys, and they all had a tear in their eye, and and um, and I was it was almost proud to see that. Um, and it, it just so many thirty years, you know. So I personally, I'm gonna do this movie a one. Um, wow. So I'm gonna say it's a feel good uh, first cocktail. Just I feel like honestly, I don't. Uh, there's not much I see problems with this movie. Like there is a little here and there, but overall, like I feel like it's it's, it's just gonna get better. Like there was so much that this movie was able to do. Um, so I'm gonna give it a, a feel good first trot tell. Sean. Um, okay, <clears throat> so I think this movie had terrible pacing in the first 25 minutes. All of my criticisms disappear or pale in comparison to the fact that. At the end of the movie, I felt excited and happy about all the resolution. And so any negative that I see in plot or in some of the criticisms I have with the uh, Palpatine and with his lightning taking down ships or whatever it might be, it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, what J.J. Abrams gave us is a movie that I think succinctly and properly and with respect wraps up a franchise Mm -hmm. that is 30 years in the making. I don't feel cheated. I don't feel like the characters were wasted. I feel like Leia was absolutely fantastically integrated into the storyline, even though she's been dead for three years. I feel like the integration of Han Solo was not only unexpected, but saved a lot of the film. It it put heart into the film. I thought Luke Skywalker was better in this movie than he's been since Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, I think that Daisy Ridley has really come a long way as an actress. I don't think she's fantastic. I think she's a little wooden still, but it didn't bother me. The plot after the first 25 minutes, the way it made me feel, it got me excited about filmmaking. It got me excited about movies again. And I think J.J. Abrams successfully did that. For me, it's a one and a half. I think, is like you said, is it the best Star Wars movie out there? Not even close. I think Rogue One, better. I think... Uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, New Hope. I would even go so far as to say, uh, I don't know. Those, those, those yeah. are better. <laughs> those are those, but yeah. everything else is worse. This is this is definitely top five. And I think, I think that the critics are wrong. I think the normal viewer watching this movie will be satisfied with the way Star Wars came to a close, with the Skywalker line coming to a close. Yeah. And I think agreed. I think that's that's a pretty powerful thing that JJ did, even though critics are going to be dumb. Exactly. So 1.5. Brandon, take us home. Go, Brandon. Yeah, so I was really bothered. I was really bothered because I I wasn't excited to see this movie like I've been excited every other Star Wars movie that's come out. Um, Yeah. I I wasn't excited, and I realized literally walking through that little courtyard to go into the theater today why I wasn't excited. It was because I was terrified. I was terrified that the thing that I have held to since I was – Four years old, and I can remember sitting down and watching this movie over and or these movies over and over, four, five, six, over and over with my dad, and and living it. And literally, I remember when I was a kid, I believed that Star Wars was real and that I would someday fly through the tunnels of the of the Death Star because I thought it was real. And I realized that after eight, 
if we have one bad movie, that's an anomaly. But if we have two bad movies, then that's that's a, a habit now. And two of the, the three movies that we have kind of in our generation now are that. And so I was terrified. And then I sat in it. And yes, the pacing was bad. And yes, I had Sean whispering to me over and over. This <laughs> pacing is terrible. This is what, what, what the hell's going on. And I had, I had my other buddy on, on the side saying, I can't hear a damn thing because the sound is off. Because to be fair... Where we saw where where we saw it, the sound uh, in the theater was not very very well done, and I wanted to just say shut the fuck up, both of you guys, because <laughs> I'm enjoying the hell out of this. This to me is what Star Wars should be, and it's the same feeling, that same kid reaction, that same just happiness that I felt with Episode Seven. And I realized, and I, I do this a lot in theaters uh, or movies, especially in theaters, is I realize that I'm looking like an absolute idiot because I'm literally smiling in the dark. While I watch a movie, and when I when I have that realization, I know that I'm watching something special, to me. And this is a movie that makes me proud to wear the Star Wars exactly. short shirts, to uh, to have the action figures, to to buy dress up uh, toys and everything for my son who just loves Star Wars and doesn't even know Star Wars yet. Because I know that this is something that I will be happy to sit down with him in the future and watch with him. And for me, Sean, I think you well, we all said it. Is it a great movie? No, but it's pretty damn good. It's pretty damn good. Um, so I'm giving it a 1.5. I'm giving it a 1.5. I think you guys actually talked me out of liking Episode 7 more and liking this one more than Episode 7 because this was a genuine one. This was a truly great experience, and I am so beyond thankful to, to share it with you guys. And, uh, and, and this is something that goes beyond just tonight and has gone on for the last how many years? Five years? Since, at least since 15. Since 15. And to me, that's something special and something I will always uh, take with me. So on, on an off, offshoot, thank you guys for being part of this journey. I cannot wait uh, to see where this journey goes. I'd like to actually, if it's possible, like, I like think you guys really made me want to talk my score down to a seriously point one point five Because you guys actually hit a lot of things about this, how this is a part of life that you, this is the moment that you enjoy the movies and this is the reason why you go to the movies to lose yourself and be a part of something that's bigger than you yeah if i can, can actually guys i like to change my my to a 1.5 changing it hold on let's 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 let's, let's <laughs> this has to be a group decision <laughs> if you don't I mind accept. you accept i accept you accept you accept i accept yeah thank you guys you're str- he's a strong one of I, the force. I will say this, and I know I know it's just we've been full of nostalgia tonight and full of kind of the feeling of the momentous uh, moment that is finishing out the Star Wars saga. Well, something you said, Eddie, really kind of hit it home for me. So we got to see it with my nieces, which was really fun because in 2015 they were kind of the age your kids are now, if a little older, but not mm-hmm. not much. And they've grown up with this trilogy and every freaking opening we've gone and seen this mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to the next trilogy to watch with your kids and to kind of bring them up in the new star wars tradition and so for that i, I really am appreciative and what you said eddie is you know as the music is playing out this is the last time this is the last time we will be able to listen to john williams this is the last time we'll be able to see yeah. this movie in theaters and i think that there can't be enough said about that mm-hmm. yes so thank you george lucas thank you jj for creating Something that I think will be indelible in our minds forever. George Always. Lucas, JJ, John Williams. Yeah. All right, so Eddie, uh, enough of the sappiness. When you combine the scores and divide by four, what did this final entry in the Star Wars saga earn? 
He's using the force. He's using the fucking force. <laughs> was that, not, was that the not, calculator? Was, was that not badass though when she did that? Like it was just like, yeah, he used it. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> this is the school you're uh, looking it's, for. Uh, so we add uh, all of our stores and we divide by four, so it equals a one point three seven five. Ooh, it's tied. Tied in yes. the top five. So it is. Uh, Tyler of Garden State at Great number five. Movie. If you haven't one, checked out that one podcast, you should. That's our first movie that we released. Uh, that was the first movie yeah, we Garden released. State. So this is at tied number five of Garden State. Right below that is Big Fish at 1.5. Which one? Big Fish? Big Fish. I don't remember that one. Yeah, yeah I, it, I, that's our lost episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed our review or a fan of the podcast, we ask that you please subscribe wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can expect season two episodes to launch in February of 2020 where we will once again delve into more of our favorite films. If you're interested, you can find us on Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast. You can visit our website at the gentleman podcast.com. Or if you want to reach out, you can do so by email at hosts with an S at the gentleman podcast.com. We would like to take this opportunity to thank everyone for your support. We've had a tremendous response from our listeners and we truly appreciate everyone who has given this podcast a chance to become of your weekly life from all of us here at the gentleman podcast and all of our fantastic guests that we've had this season we say merry christmas happy holidays and a prosperous new year thank cheers, you guys. gentlemen cheers, cheers gentlemen may the force be with you oh, always, always. Oh. you know i think that was our best one there he goes it always is Brandon. it always is when you're here <laughs> You know what I was actually, I was, so we were about, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes into that last segment, and I was like, fuck, what happens if you didn't hit record and we had to record all of this over again? <laughs> you have no idea, like, like seriously, you so if you ever see me look around, back, I'm like, that's it's like, that fear. that fear, like, oh shit, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs>